0: Welcome Facebook friends, welcome to another day. This is exciting, emotional capacity is what we're talking about. It's been a great day, it's fairly been, I, I felt myself growing and I hope you feel yourself growing as we continue to share time together. I hope you experience the excitement and the transformation that's happening in my life. I'm hoping that I'm able to help you to gain that same type of transformation that I feel Happening to me happen to you too. Here's where we're heading. Don't feel sorry for yourself Welcome the ball Welcome the ball. You say what does that mean? Well, hold on. We'll get to that. Welcome the ball It's a great story behind it. There's some great stories and great lessons in this one We're talking about the most strong people don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves but before I get started, I like to always say, where are we at? Where is this stuff coming from? We're in the book, Leader Shifts, by John C. Maxwell, number one leadership and management expert in the world. My name is Brave Dodd, and I'm coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida. And I'm an influencer, uh, really beginning to understand human potential and the possibilities of what you can achieve. What the the fullness, the richness that you have inside yourself and just a matter of how do we figure out how to get that out so that we can finally be all that we can be because that's what we want to do, right? We want to be all we can be, but we can't get we need to get out of our own way and we need to understand and learn how to do that. I said before and I'll say it again 90% Of uh, determining whether we are very successful in doing our best or not is mental the other 10% is action but if we can get our mind right the rest is easy because as Paul Martinelli says anything will work if you do but it's the mindset behind that that makes a difference okay so emotionally strong people do not waste time um feeling sorry for themselves. There's just no, nothing powerful about feeling sorry. Listen to this first story you talked about. uh, You may have heard this joke about a woman who complained to her best friend. The whole world is against me. Her friend tried to comfort her. That's not true. The whole world isn't against you, she replied. They don't even know you yet. (laughs) That's kind of a corny story, but... um, you know, when people feel sorry for themselves, they tend to exaggerate everything going on around them. You, do you understand what I'm talking about? Have you seen those people like that before? That the whole world's against them? Because uh, uh, one or two bad things may have happened in sequence. And it's just happened to be coincidental that they happened together. But it, it, that happens sometimes. You can't complain and get ahead at the same time. <laughs> That's a known fact. You can't complain and get ahead at the same time. If you're complaining, you're not getting ahead. God, uh, Paul Monelli talks about the, uh, being on the fertile field of possibility. That is looking to your a positive future. Looking for positive things to happen. Looking at the good, the outcome that could greatly help you as opposed to looking at all the negatives that could happen because remember the conscious mind is deductive; it accepts anything you put in it so if you're putting positive images of really succeeding and doing well in something then that the chances of that happening here we are with the mental event grow up dramatically because you're thinking on that road. you're not thinking of the negative and you're going to create the environment and uh, attract the resources you need to succeed at what you're trying to achieve. Because you're in a creative mode and not in a final flight mode. Well, hopefully that makes sense. Okay, listen to what uh, Navy SEAL said. And this is great because there's another great line out of this that, uh, that comes out of this, what he says. He said in his book, Resilience, he said, Many of life's annoyances just have to be ignored. That doesn't mean that we suppress, ignore, or deny every pain. Serious pain has to be confronted. But one mark of resilience is learning to tell which pain deserves our attention. Paying attention to every pain all the time doesn't lead to resilience. It usually leads to whining. So, realistic pain, yes, is important. But... A lot of times we complain over things, so one mark of resilience is learning to tell which pain deserves our attention. That was by Eric Gretens. Learning to pay attention to what pain deserves our attention. Not every pain deserves our attention. Some things you can let go, you know, sometimes, or, or, and I've done this too, sometimes or in social media, someone will ask a question, And you'll pause to answer because it may have been negative. But before you get a chance to answer, either they find the answer themselves or someone responds with the exact answer that was needed. And you don't even have to respond after that because they've already gone on, uh, but they were able to get their answer. Um, The way we deal with difficulties and avoid feeling sorry for yourself can be as unique as we are. He tells a story about the PGA pro golfer, Richard Lee, that he got to play with it. And uh, one time they even actually made it to, uh, I guess it was like the semifinals, a golf tournament one year. And then the final year they did poorly. And the the year they did poorly, they went to dinner. And uh, kind of lick your wound, I guess, type dinner, I, I guess. And then he asked a question of the pro golfer. He asked Richard, originally, Richard he said, what's the best advice you have ever received? And he answered, welcome the ball. Welcome the ball. That intrigued him. In fact, I intrigued everyone around the table. They're like, welcome the ball. What does he mean, welcome the ball? That doesn't even make sense. What is he talking about? Then he begins to explain A story that he relayed from his mother-in-law he said early in my career my mother-in-law could see how when I had a bad shot I would get really disappointed and my negative emotion would start to fill my mind and hurt my play one day she said to me Richie, you always have bad days when you make bad shots every golfer does As you walk toward your ball, you have a decision to make. Will I dread seeing the lie of my ball and begin filling my mind with negative thoughts and my body with negative emotions? Or, will I welcome the ball and be glad I am a golfer and realize that I have an opportunity to make a recovery shot? Can you imagine if you always welcome the ball regardless of your lie? You will more often make good recovery shots. <laughs> Whenever my ball lies, I walk up to it and I welcome the ball. It make a big difference in my game. What a great way to think about adversity! Making a recovery shot. Oh, my great! My greatest lines I've recently been saying. We when we. Change the way we look at things Things we look at change If we come into and approach bad things looking for a great recovery shot the way we look at things change What a great concept He said in life everyone everyone is faced with bad lies what will be our response when things are not working out, when bad breaks come our way, and when life isn't fair? What will our mindset be as we find our ball? What did I say? 90%. 90% of what happens to us is mental. 10% is action. So, he said, what will our mindset be as we find our ball? We can let the bad Ruin our attitude, or we can welcome the ball. This reminds me of something I learned from Dale Carnegie. He said, um, and he's talking about sometimes uh, Dale Carnegie would tell him, Think of the worst thing that could happen and think of how you react to it. And then whatever happens in whatever situation can't be worse than the worst thing that could happen, and you've already prepared for that. That's one way, but I kind of like Paul Monelli's thought of uh, pushing towards and leaning towards and looking towards the field of fertile possibility, looking for the good, looking for the great outcomes, the good outcomes, and then adjusting as necessary when challenges challenges come upon you. But we need to walk on the ball when those things happen when bad things happen, and they will, we need to think of that phrase, walk on the ball, looking for that recovery shot. Walk on the ball. Thank the Lord. When you have something tragic happen, we need to be thankful, because when a challenge happens, we're thankful for those challenges. You know, I can remember one time, uh, uh, we were uh in a in a meeting you have been in those prayer meetings where they said what kind of type of prayer request and you're thinking of your challenge which is, you know is maybe um you're trying to figure out say how to refinance a house or something and you know they go around the table and people are talking about uh divorce a child that got molested and uh, they're in counseling and then they come to you. Do you have anything that you want us to pray for? And you look back at yourself and you're like, I've got so much to be thankful for. I don't have these dramatic, traumatic things happening in my life. And I'm struggling over something that's really insignificant compared to what the challenges of other people have. Someone may be facing cancer or, uh, um, or cancer diagnosis or um, some other have the disease of dementia, and here you are. You're you're facing a struggle because, and you know, they were late, uh, late with getting you the contract for refinance And you think to yourself, man, that reminds me of the scene in the Rocky movie. I don't know if you saw it. I think it was the first one or the second one. The, uh, his wife, I think it was, uh, was in there. And these these fighters are talking about the experiences they had, and the tough experiences they had. And they said, whatever happened to you? And she says, you know, I got this real bad paper cut on my tongue. <laughs> you know, and it looks so insignificant compared to what these other guys were saying. But but our life is like that. Our life is like that. You know, and, and, and you ever hear that saying before? They said, I was uh, complaining I had no shoes until I walked past the guy that had no feet man how powerful is that so when we start living with this attitude of gratitude then we don't fall into the traps of feeling sorry we, we're feeling thankful and then when we live in and in, we're in spirit inspired and we're living in spirit we, we tend to live above these, these uh, physical ideas these things that happen in our physical body and we realize That there's a larger larger challenge at stake here for for our our souls and our spirits. And when we, we begin to understand that, the things that happen to us in this physical life really don't become that, aren't that dramatic anymore. And we realize that. Then we can relax and focus on what's really important and really make a difference and really move our lives forward. So we can impact other people's lives in a positive way. Just give a little, a little extra in someone else's life. I noticed that on my walk this evening. Normally, I take a walk before I come on here, and I was walking in this this great neighborhood, uh, which is south of me. And um, I don't know. I just stopped and had conversations with different people. One was a dentist that I always runs by my house all the time. And I talked to him, and, you know, I, I, was, cons- I was interested in how old his house was. And um, I had a little conversation with him and, and learned a little bit about him. And then the other guy had this beautiful tree. And as I approached the neighborhood, that's why you've got to enjoy life. I approached the neighborhood. The light had hit it just right. It was beautiful. It was a Formosa tree. And I don't know if you've ever seen these where the light hit it in the little uh, flower type things that were on it, which is absolutely beautiful. that I had to take a picture with my camera. Maybe I'll share it online in the Formosa tree. Man, so, so many times we get so caught up in ourselves and our, our own selves that we, we miss, we miss the beauty of the oneness the creator who brought us here and, and is working within us and through us. Always. So sometimes we need to stop and smell the roses. We need to not have pity bodies, but we need to we need to not feel sorry for ourselves. We need to be thankful. And, and you know what I the thought just came to me again. What I believe, what I believe, instead of feeling sorry for yourself it this way. Whenever we don't give credit to our maker, there are times when he will put obstacles in our life to make sure that we remember it's not us, it's him. And that when we forget to give him the glory for what he does, he'll remind you of his glory from time to time. So I think when challenges happen we need to look up and not look down and then relax a little bit be thankful for the situation we're in and in that in that in that type of mode if we're not in the fight or flight and we're in the creative mode the ideas and the the attracted uh, people and resources that we need will show up on time because we're being faithful, and we're not having pity for We're being thankful for the life. Because a lot of times, the challenge we have are tests to grow us, to prepare us for something even greater than we're doing now. And when we understand that and, and approach things, as I say, when we change the way we look at these things, the way we look at them change. The things we look at change when we change the way we look at them, those things we look at change. And, and, and that's the beauty of it. Not to have a uh, pity party, not to feel sorry, but to feel thankful and live in the, in the essence of gratitude and look for ways to help others in the midst of our challenges. And when you do that, when you do that, the tremendous creative power within you by creating and sharing that love essence, the essence of love, caring for another, taking your eyes off yourself, makes all the difference in the world. Impacting lives in a great way thats what it's about. That's how you lift your passion because he gave you those gifts for a reason, not to hoard them and put in the ground, but to let them shine and touch the lives of others and let that ripple go out as far and wide as it can possibly go. That's your calling. That's what living your passion is all about. Giving of yourself to others in, a, in the greatest way that you can. And then allowing them to be able to use that. And giving the credit back to the oneness from which it came from. It flew through us and to others the way it needed to. And we embrace that, and we we enjoy, we welcome the ball, we welcome the ball, and we learn how to navigate through thanking the Lord and, and seeking Him for those answers, because He's there to see if we're, where we're going to look. Are you going to look to me, or are you going to look to yourself? But where's your power? Where's your strength? Whoa, I'm getting deep here. Let's, let's let's close it up. So, that's our lesson today. Emotionally strong people do not allow others to control. Correction, that's tomorrow's lesson. Yeah. Do not allow us to, yeah, not waste time feeling sorry for themselves. And one of the marks of resilience is learning to tell which pain deserves our attention. And then, and then, Welcoming the ball, welcoming the ball, so that you can have a great recovery shot. Again, we're having a great time, living in passion, impacting lives. Come join us there. You're going to get that that support, that influence, and that uh, that you're going to get what you need. You're going to get that missing link because sometimes, like like particularly now, even in the pandemic environment, we feel lonely. And that's why I hate that term, social distance. It's not social distance. It's physical distance, because we become closer socially connected within that physical distance that we have. Because we have to, we need to, because we're not dependent, we are interdependent. That's why we all have different gifts, talents, and abilities. We can share it with each other Uh, and help us all, rise us all to a higher level. Thank you. Have a great evening and tomorrow, again, keep your friends coming. Uh, It's great. I love the comments. Uh, I put that that shout out there. I'm still looking to see more in different places people are from. Like I've seen Oklahoma, Alaska, New Zealand, Australia. Outstanding, outstanding. Just excited about it. Thank you, and until tomorrow, have a great evening.